yesterday real quick. Even though I get up here every week <laughs> and belt my lungs out a little bit, it's still nerve-wracking to stand right here. <laughs> I don't want to stand here. All right, thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you, Father, that the, word that I, the words that I speak, that they'll be your words. I don't want to cry because I always do. It's a cult thing. <laughs> anyway, I'm not sure exactly how to start, but when I was worshiping, do you know how awesome it is to be raised like I was raised? Mama, thank you. And my daddy's in heaven, and he was the most wonderful, precious man ever. But they raised us to love Jesus and, and to know him and for him to be our life. Not just part of it, but the whole thing. And that's hopefully that I've instilled that in my children. But I think I have because the fruit's been good. But I'll just start out saying I've been here since I was probably eight, eight years old, and I'm 53, and I know, that's why I need these grandma glasses, <clears throat> and I was raised here, I mean, I, I went to so many church meetings, Holy Ghost meetings, that I remember playing on the concrete floor, <laughs> watching people prophesy, and be slain in the spirit, and I grew up in that from, yeah. from day one. And they taught us that the Holy Spirit is our friend. Yeah. And he's our helper, and I told him this morning I'm glad he's the helper <laughs> because I don't know if I can help myself. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> the Lord, I married really young, and I had three little babies pretty quick. <laughs> and then I'm just going to tell you a little bit, and most of you all know me, but at 30 years old, my husband was told he had cancer, and nine months later, he passed away. And you don't think you're going to be a widow at 31 years old, but it kind of throws you for a loop. <laughs> but what probably ministered to me more was how much foundation had been laid under me that I didn't know was there. And I remember in the hospital telling the Lord, oh God, I can't do it. I don't, I don't know what to do. This is more than I can do. And he spoke to me so sweetly and all he said, no, you don't, but I do. And then things that were instilled in me from childhood began to come up. And I never knew I had so much word in me until I was put in this position. And so what I'm trying to get to, and I, I remarried Alan, a wonderful man the Lord brought to me. It was a miracle. A beautiful story of love and how God just loves us and he's so concerned about us. And we had two more babies, so I'm thinking, wow, God saw fit for me to raise five beautiful babies. <laughs> My babies stand up. I only got three here, but... 
my whole life I wanted to be a mama. I used to pray, Lord, don't come back, because we, we talked about the second coming a lot. Lord, don't come back till I get to be a mama. I want to be a mama. And, you know, there's been days I'm thinking, okay, go ahead, I'm ready. <laughs> you know, but, and so my heart's always been for my family, my husband, and my kids. I spent 25 years homeschooling. <laughs> so I had them at my side until they were about 14. And so I knew what was going in because I was the one putting it there. We were. And we didn't put them out there in the world um, and let somebody else do it. We did it because we wanted to know that's what, what the foundation was being laid. And I can see the fruit of that, which is good. But the thing the Lord's really kind of put on my heart today is, and I want to try and read it. I, wrote, I put it in real big letters because i got to wear my glasses if I don't, but I'm going to try and read it without. Uh, you know, children, the Bible says that children are a heritage of the Lord. And they're such a treasure. And our mamas nowadays, I'm sorry. You know, they just have them. And I mean, they're part of their life, but they're not a treasure to them that you're raising the next generation, that you're instilling words of life into them every day. I know so I was telling them to pray for me last night in summer. I said, I'm not sure what I'm going to say. And summer said, I'll just rant about motherhood like you do all the time. And I thought, well, okay. Because my, my heart is for that. And I just think... The Lord places these treasures. I mean, if you're a mama, and I think most everybody out there is a mama, if you're a lady, if you just sit and think that he, he placed this precious one in your care for to take care of. And I know a lot of y'all have already raised your kids, and you're on your grandbabies. We can put it in them, too. And... Um, we have three little, beautiful little grandsons. Um, you know, they're just the light of our world. We get them for a weekend, and y'all know how it is. By the time they go home, you're like, oh. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. This is more, a lot easier when you're young. <clears throat> but anyway, I just want to read. Uh, I don't want to jump all over. I'm going to read some of my scriptures. Um, one of the things I think is so important is that we instill truth in our kids, and we train them and teach them and show them, and, uh, you know, with ours, we had, and we did that a lot with the youth group, Alan and I, we had Holy Ghost moments with our kids. I know Dustin, he's my middle son, he lives in Idaho, and he laid on the bed one night with me, and I was pregnant with Riley, and I was real nauseated, and this didn't feel very good. And he just laid up there by me, and so I just began to pray in tongues over him, pray in the Spirit. And he's, he's five years old, and he says, Mama, I want to do that. I said, well, all right. And so, and he had gone to Children's Church with Miss Sandy, so he, he had already accepted the Lord at a really young age, like four years old. And he said, well, I know where he lives. Jesus is in my heart. You know, he, if you knew him, that's exactly how he was very argumentative about things but anyway 
So we, I prayed for him, and I mean, instantly, that little baby boy started speaking in tongues and praying in the Spirit. And so the Lord is so, I mean, those moments that you can have with your children, um, man, they're precious. You know, Summer and I drove to Vega uh, when we were going to school. We're not going there right now, but um, and we'd get on. She would say something, and it would trigger something in me. So I'd begin to tell her, and I always try to lead them back to the Word. And she would sit there, and a few times she said, I don't know how we got on this subject. <laughs> but, Mama, you went way far off, <laughs> you know. I didn't mean for you to talk about that, <laughs> you know. But anyway, just take advantage of those moments that you have in, like with your little grandkids because there's so much out there that want to, they want to steal them. They want to take their little minds, and they want to take, you know, their, even their big minds. Everything out there is a trick. They're trying to trick us. They're trying to trick them. And I want to read out of Ephesians 4, uh, 12 through 15. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, and I'm reading out of the Amplified, that they should do the work of ministering toward building up the Christ body, the church that it might develop until we attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God, that we might arrive at really, uh, at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and the completeness found in him. So then... We may longer, no longer be children, tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine, doctrine, the prey of the cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men, gamblers engaged in every shifting form of trickery in inventing errors to mislead. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truth, dealing truth, living truth, enfolded in love. Let us grow up in every way and in all things unto him who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. And what really caught my eye with that one was the there's people out there in every shifting form of trickery. And if we don't train our kids to know the word and to use the word and to go to the word and to line it all up with the word, they're going to be tricked. Our kids and our grandbabies. And it's so important. And we only have a short amount of time. I mean, you know, here I am. I'm thinking I'm 53 years old and I've been here all my whole life. And I'm a grandma, and you think, whoo, that came just like that. How did that happen? And it's so quick, and it's such a short time for us to pour into them before they grow up and they um, develop their own ideas. But hopefully you have trained their mind that their ideas just immediately come right to the word. Because we've put it in them, and we've put it in them, and we've put it in them, and we've talked about it when they didn't know how we got on that subject. But we're there because we're seizing every opportunity. And um, 
But there's just several scriptures. I want to read uh, a Proverbs 31 woman. She's an awesome lady. And I don't know that I measure up to that, but uh, I want to read that to us. And just think about uh, this, this lady. And I'm going to read it in the Passion. And I'm only going to read from 10 to the end there. <clears throat> but who could ever find a wife like this one? She is a woman of strength and mighty valor. She is full of wealth and wisdom. The price paid for her was greater than many jewels. Her husband has entrusted his heart to her, for she brings him the rich spoils of victory. All throughout her life, she brings him what is good and not evil. She searches out continually to possess that which is pure and righteous. She delights in the works of her hands. She gives out revelation, truth, to feed others. She is like a trading ship bringing divine supplies from the merchant. Even in the night season, she arises and sets food on the table for hungry ones in her household and for others. She sets her heart upon a nation and takes it as her own, carrying it within her. She labors there to plant the living vines. You know, that just speaks of those babies. You're taking them as your own, and you're laboring to plant life into their hearts. She wraps herself in strength, might, and power in all her works. She tastes and experiences a better substance. That must be the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and her shining light will not be extinguished, no matter how dark the night. So when you're going through bad, dark things, your light can't be put out. Because, it, you know, the Lord, he can't be put out. She stretches out her hands to help the needy, and she lays hold of the wheels of government. I thought, oh, wow, okay. She is known by her extravagant generosity to the poor, for she always reaches out her hands to those in need. She is not afraid of tribulation, for all her household is covered in dual garments of righteousness and grace. Her clothing is beautifully knit together, a purple gown of exquisite linen. Her husband is famous and admired by all. Sitting at the, as the vulnerable judge, or the ven, venerable, sorry, judge of his people. Even her works of righteousness she does for the benefit of her enemies. Bold power and glorious majesty are wrapped around her as she laughs with joy over the latter days. Her teachings are filled with wisdom and kindness as loving instruction pours from her lips. She watches over the ways of her household and meets every need they have. Her sons and daughters arise in one accord to extol her virtues, and her husband arises to speak of her in glowing terms. There are many valiant and noble ones, but you have ascended above them all. Charm can be misleading and beauty is vain and so quickly fades. But this virtuous woman lives in the wonder, awe, and fear of the Lord. She will be praised throughout eternity. 
So go ahead and give her credit, the credit that's due, for she has become a radiant woman, and all her loving works of righteousness deserve to be admired at the gateways of every city. You know, and I was just, when you read that, I was just like, that's just talking about the mom, how she had, I mean, stuff pours from her constantly. You're constantly giving out. You're constantly, you know, doing something for your kids. And even when they get grown, <clears throat> you know, they're always calling you, mom, mom, can you do this for me? You know, or can you help me with this? Or, which is just, it's your job. So you think, yeah, sure, you know. And so it's just a constant thing that you, from the time you become a mom till the time you die, I'm sure, that this is just something that we do. And then something else that I read, I want to read this to you, which I took it out of Titus chapter 2, and it's just talking about how we're to train these, us old women, because I'm an older woman now. Isn't that hard to believe, Delaney? We're older women. <laughs> Bid the older women similarly to be reverent and devout in their deportment as becomes those engaged in sacred service, not slanderers or slaves to drink. They are to give good counsel and be teachers of what is right and noble so that they will, will wisely train the young women to be sane and sober of mind temperate, disciplined, and to love their husbands and their children, to be self-controlled, chaste, homemakers, good-natured, kind-hearted, adapting and subordinating themselves to their husbands, that the word of God may not be, may not be exposed to reproach, blasphemed, or discredited. And then uh, this is Colossians three sixteen. Let the word spoken by Christ, the Messiah, have its home in your hearts and minds and dwell in you with all its richness as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom in spiritual things as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to God with his grace in your hearts. And whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence upon his person, giving praise to God the Father through him. <laughs> it says a lot. But we are to do that. And I think nowadays, I just feel like some of our younger women have kind of veered off the path and they don't think right. But have we trained them to think right? Have we sat back and not said a word and let them, you know, oh, they'll find their way? No, they won't. You have to tell them the way. You have to show them that Jesus is the way. And if we don't, out there we'll tell them and show them. And, you know, personally, I want mine to know the way. And my babies, my grandbabies, you know, our little Preston, he's so cute. He's nine years old. And um, <laughs> he is a talker. And, and, but I've had so, some moments with him that I tell him, no, buddy, this is who you are. Jesus did this for you. And he loves you. And I was praying in the spirit over him. And he said, what 
is that? <laughs> and so I, I just prayed over him. Now, he didn't, we didn't get real serious and speak. He didn't pray in the spirit with me, but, but he said, they, that, that curiosity comes up. I want to do that. Can I do that? Like, yes, you can. And we have stories uh, from Sandy and I doing children's church for years. <laughs> we had a story and we prayed and we did this for these little children. And we got in a circle, and we were going to pray for him because we had gone through a teaching, um, the Willie George teaching in the, on the Holy Spirit. And at the end, we prayed for all these little girls to receive the baptism. And little Joanna, louder, she told me, she says, Oh, no, my mom and dad would want to pray with me about that. I said, Okay, honey, well, you just sit here beside me while we pray for these other girls, and we'll let your mom and daddy take care of that with you. And so we were all, you know, and Sandy's praying in the Spirit, I was praying in the Spirit, and all these little girls, a lot of them began to pray in the Spirit. And in a minute, Joanna said, oh, I think I got it. <laughs> and that little girl went home praying in, praying in the Spirit to tell her mama. And I told her, I said, well, you tell your mama, I didn't touch you. <laughs> we don't want her to be in trouble. And, you know, and we, I just want to tell a story about our youth group, um, their favorite thing to do was to have Holy Ghost parties. And what we would do is we'd just worship. And then we'd say, you know, if y'all want to pray for each other, and they would get scripture, and they would begin to pray for one another. And we had one little boy, Fabian. Um, he was the least likely boy that you would think would amount to anything because he just had a terrible home life, and he just he didn't have any raising at all. But that little guy, he uh, received the baptism and he would circle the room and pray in, in the spirit over his friends. And um, I mean, I don't know where he's at right now. I think he's in the army. But it's just amazing how God does with these little people. I mean, and they're young, young people. So, you know, God, God's not a respecter of persons and he, he wants everybody to enjoy that. And it's our job as women to train our kids to, to do that. Um, I have a whole bunch of scripture here. But um, I just want to thank mamas for who you are and your heart for your babies. These are so precious. And, you know, and I can't even emphasize how precious they are. Um, one time Riley and Summer were little and, you know, the scripture where it says build yourself treasures in heaven and you know you're just wondering well ex what exactly is that lord how do i do that and they ran by he said there's some i was like yeah i got five of those yeah you know so there are treasures and they're so precious and it's our job to equip them as mamas especially i think you know it's dad's job too but mamas are with them more especially when they're small. And I just want to encourage you today to do that and seize the moment, even with big ones. I mean, you know, and they roll their eyes. They go, oh, God, here she goes again. <laughs> but they get over it, you know. Seize it, even big ones. Destiny's 30 years old. Oh, sorry. And you give it to them. You're like, no, let me bring you back over here to the truth. Because that's not right. 
That's her job. And mamas are bossy like that. So people can just get over that, you know, and it's okay. It's okay. But anyway, I want to read one more scripture before I stop. Because if you do this right, according to the word of God, thank you, Jesus, this is what we're supposed to do. We're going to, this is out of Deuteronomy 6, chapter 5, 4, I mean, chapter 6, sorry. Hear, O Israel, verse 4, the Lord our God is one Lord, the only Lord, and you shall love him with all your heart, mind, and with all your entire being, with all your might. And these words, which I'm commanding you this day, shall be first in your own mind and hearts. Then you shall sharpen them so as to make them penetrate and teach and impress them diligently upon the minds and hearts of your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign upon your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That's our job. And we talk about it all the time, day and night, all the time. And this is what happens, Isaiah fifty-four thirteen, And all your children shall be disciples taught by the Lord and obedient to his will. And great shall be the peace and undisturbed composure of your children. And Isaiah 59, 21, As for me, this is my covenant or league with them, says the Lord. My spirit, who who is upon you, and who writes the law of God inwardly on the heart, and my words which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart out of the mouth or the mouths of your children, or out of the mouths of your children's children, says the Lord, from henceforth and forever. So you plant the seeds, the fruit comes up, and it's good. So I just bless you all in the name of Jesus, and I just encourage you to open your mouths, girls, train those babies, and even if they're big babies, you can still do it. All right, amen. I'm done.